0: What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Action Academy podcast. For those that are new to the show, welcome, welcome. We do five episodes a week, two interviews, full length, hour long on Tuesdays and Thursdays, and short bite-sized episodes on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. And recently, we have been chopping up the highlight reels of episodes that have been fan favorites, and we're giving you the direct answers to the direct questions that you're asking, and advice that is so actionable that you can go implement today after listening to this episode. Today's episode is a 10-minute segment from a full-length 60-minute interview we did with Miss Amy Porterfield. For those of you that do not know Amy, she is essentially the queen of digital marketing online courses. She worked with Tony Robbins in his early days and helped him build his brand. And now I believe she's done to the tune of $80 million of online digital product sales. So she knows what she's talking about. And she wrote a book that helps people leave their jobs, which is very aligned with our message and our mission here at the Action Academy. And for that reason, we're going over the four steps to determining your side hustle or what Amy refers to as her starter idea. How do we go about picking which idea to begin our entrepreneurial journeys with while we are currently working our nine to five jobs? What are we going to do on the side to start producing some extra revenue while we invest in real estate? I hope you guys are enjoying these shorter episodes. Please let me know how you're liking them. I haven't been able to record many solo shows that are 20 minutes plus on my own because I have been so deep in writing this new book. I've got a goal for myself where I'm trying to write this 6,000 word book in 30 days. And that's exactly what I'm doing right now. I'm at 42,000 words. So we're on a sprint to finish this thing. And it is all consuming, guys. But I am putting so much of my time, energy, and effort and focus into this to make sure it is the best possible product and the best possible book for anybody that's starting their financial freedom journey to pick it up and have from A to Z, the exact playbook and the exact roadmap to live a life, fun, fulfillment, and freedom. So if you guys are enjoying the show, remember it's not free. You got to pay the fee. Please share this episode with one person that you think would get value from it. And as always, if you're looking to implement the information that you're learning today and all the information for the podcast, if you're looking around to all your peers, coworkers, and friends, and you're the only one sprinting while everyone else is jogging or walking, and you're sick of leaving everyone in the dust, come be with the sprinters. Hang out with us. Click the link in the bio, book a discovery call for the Action Academy community. Without any further ado, Ms. Amy Porterfield, let's rock. Talk a little bit about how to formulate your starter idea.
1: Okay, so to find the starter idea, Yes. Okay. So in the book, I talk about something called the sweet spot and I'll just go over it really quickly, but there's four quadrants. And again, this is not your big end all be all million dollar business idea. The Mm -hmm. thing that's going to get you out of your nine to five job, it's going to push you out. You've got to start somewhere. And so for the sweet spot formula is what it's called. And there's four quadrants. First quadrant is what we already talked about, your 10% edge. Where have you gotten results? What are you good at? And it could be your personal life or your business life. Like one of my students, he's an accountant, but he's really good at getting his kids to sleep at night. He became a sleep expert. And so he created a whole business around something that was personal to him, but he made it his business. So what are you good at? What do people say? Oh my God, how do you do that so easily? Why Why can you practically do that in your sleep? Look personal and professional. So that's where you're going to start. The second thing is what kind of do you want to be? Like what do you want to solve or what desire do you want to meet? It doesn't always have to be a problem you're solving. could be a desire that you're meeting. But what is that? Because we got to figure out that and make sure it's tied back to what you do well. So that's another thing, the solution that you are going to solve. The third quadrant is what are people spending money on? Mm-hmm. Well, if this guy's, I want to be a sleep expert for toddlers. Wonderful. Are there books about it, podcasts about it, courses about it, consulting, coaching? Do people pay for something like that? And I always have to stop here and say, some people will say, yes, too many people are already doing it. There's no room for me, right? I hear it all the time. And I call BS on that because number one, there's over 7 billion people in this world. Number two, no one does it quite like you with your stories, your experiences, your insights. And there's always room. You need a tiny sliver of the internet to pay attention, to make bank, and to make an impact. So we don't worry if someone else is doing it. Great. It's already validated. Wonderful. The fourth quadrant is what lights you up. Notice I did not say what's your passion, what's your mission in life. That will totally stop you in your tracks. That's too hard to figure out. Just what do you enjoy? What do you like to talk about? What do you like to teach? As long as you enjoy it, you're golden.
0: I was in Barcelona and I had a couple of coaching calls one-on-one. Okay. And I hated doing them so much. Shout out, no offense to you guys. Listen, I know you guys listen to the podcast that I, I did the it. calls with. I hated them so much that I literally refunded them the money. I just threw a dollar sign out and I said, "I hope that they don't say yes to this." And they said, "Yeah." I was like, "Oh no!" I could not. I couldn't think of anything else besides the entire day of how I could show up for that one coaching call. You hated doing one-on-one.
1: Hated. Talk about Very that. similar in 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 ways. I hated it. I, my personality doesn't work that way. I'm actually not really good at on the fly, like coming up with tons of ideas for someone or dissecting someone really quickly. I have a really good girlfriend that. Anytime a, an idea or issues brought up, she has 10 ideas to solve it. It's mm-hmm. not my personality. No. <laughs> I love to plan and to formulate and to teach. I love all of that. I like to put frameworks together and roadmaps, but I like to do it one to many. And so that's why digital courses right. was the perfect fit for me. But I just didn't like, and I got nervous. It might've been my insecurity at the time. Am I going to tell them something good enough? Is this going to add enough yes. value? I hated all that worry. So I'm like, why am I doing this to myself?
0: Yes. And people listening, pay attention because Amy's talking about two separate businesses that she did after she left her job that both were not her thing. So she was able to hang it up, say, this isn't my thing. It's time to pivot. You deserve to do something where you wake up in the morning and you don't even need coffee because you're on fire all day, every day. You deserve that. Every single person listening to this.
1: Amen to that. Yes, it's very true.
0: So I wanted to get that foundation set before we moved into like audience building and everything, because you're another expert at that. And that's actually something that you did through social media and your corporate career. So now we have our starter idea. We have our 10% edge. We have done our quadrant to figure out what kind of path do we want to follow? We want to make sure it's something that lights us up. It doesn't need to be our end all be all passion, but something that lights it up. And now we have our target audience, our target consumer. Now, When we are creating content and we are building our audience, does it really matter how many followers we have on social media, Amy, or is there another number that we're looking for that is more important?
1: Okay. So social media is important. We've got to grow our social followers, but not for probably the reason most people think. They think, Hmm. sell more, I could build my cloud, or I can get people to start liking me. None of that. I use social media to grow my email list. And so we've got to talk about the email list. You do not have a viable business online if all you've done is build your business on social media, because that means you're building your business on rented land and Mark Zuckerberg or Elon Musk can change that algorithm and boom, your whole business changes overnight. What worked before is not working now. And so what I teach my students is we need to take people off social media and into your email. Now, I get a lot of people saying, yeah, but Amy, we get way too many emails. People don't open emails. Oh, you open Why? emails from people that you genuinely want to hear from. There was a recent study that a bunch of thousands of people were studied to see, do you want to hear about an offer through email or social media? And they said, if, if it's an offer that I am paying for, I want an email with all the details. I don't want to just see a quick Instagram reel and not even get any real details. People want to get an email if they're paying for something. Your email, List is incredibly important. And let me tell you a quick story. In 2021, Facebook and Instagram went dark. It went down for hours and hours. And we were all like, is the world still alive? What is happening? <laughs> it was so bizarre. And that morning, I had happened to send an email out about a program I had had for years, but I only sent it to the people on my email list that didn't have it. It was a $500 program. By that evening, when social media was still totally darkened down, I made $17,000 with one email to a segmented part of my list because my email list is more engaged than anything that would ever happen on social media. You've got to start growing the email list. And I'll tell you, every entrepreneur I talk about, their biggest regret is they waited too long. And so you can start an email list even if you're still in your nine to five job.
0: Yes. And that was a whole other can of worms. I listened to your freaking podcast, Online Marketing Made Easy. I listened to the podcast. I was like, okay, Amy's talking about email list. I got to make an email list. So I started up my newsletter. And it's small but mighty right now. We have 1,700 subscribers on there. Love we're it. working on it. Yes. And guys, if you're listening, you need to freaking subscribe and subscribe to Amy's newsletter as well. <laughs> but uh, 75% open rate.
1: Oh, well, just so (laughs) everyone knows, 20% is the average. So 75, that must be a really good newsletter that people are opening it up. That's awesome. With 1,700 people on your email list, you could make hundreds of thousands of dollars. You do not need a huge email list. You need an engaged email list. That's another thing. It's not like I'm saying you have to have hundreds of thousands of people for this to work. You absolutely do not.
0: And what this looks like, guys listening is if Amy was talking about like the person that was the toddler sleep expert, now that would look like maybe once a week, they're sending out a newsletter saying, Hey, here's what worked this week as I was putting my toddler to sleep. Like here's three best practices that I used. And then if you want to sign up for this, like, here you go. And then just leave with the content over it's and over again. So
1: true. Wait, I have a quick question for you, Brian. This is like off topic a tiny bit, but your email list, do you, how often do you podcast? Daily. Daily. Whoa, what?
0: I got I didn't want to look back on this 10 years from now and say that I could have worked harder.:
1: Oh my gosh, you're a unique person, for sure. Okay, that's Baller, but do you email once a week telling people about your podcast In sorts. Okay. <laughs> that, to me, I
0: put a link to some of the episodes in the weekly email.
1: Okay, cool. Cool. Because one thing I do is every Thursday morning, rain or shine, I send an email out about my podcast that came out that morning. And it's basically a short email, what it's all about, and they can click to it. And then if there's an off week, for some reason, that email doesn't go out because I'm promoting something, I will see my downloads dramatically decline. My wow. audience is very much in tune with, oh, the email, Great reminder that I've got a podcast to listen to, and it has grown my podcast exponentially. So just something to think about.
0: Hey, real quick, if you're still listening to today's episode, I'm assuming you got value from it. So I need your help specifically. My two-year vision with this show is to help over 1 million people do what they want, when they want, with who they want, and I can only do that with your help. There are two main ways that a podcast grows. One is through ratings and reviews, and the other is word of mouth. If you could please leave me a five-star rating and a review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, as well as send this to one or two friends that you think would get value from it, we can reach the people that we're looking to reach. Thanks in advance. Talk tomorrow.